Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 345 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. San Diego Padres baseball is back. Spring training game number one has been completed. It's in the books. Padres lost three to two. Man, this this paying a lot of money to players. It's unsustainable. It's already not working out. Man, Ha Sung Kim, should he get traded? Juan Soto, man, that deal sucks. Getting clanked off of his glove, can't feel the ball in left field. Man, what's wrong with this team? No, I'm kidding. Look, it was good to have it was good to have baseball back, right? And there's a lot to discuss about the new things, right? The bigger bases, the pitch clock, the shift going away. Like, what were our first reactions to this new kind of brand of baseball that's being played i'm interested in knowing your thoughts click that link in the live chat that's pinned up in the live chat if you're here live on youtube if you're listening on the podcast platforms or you're watching on replay on youtube i appreciate you tuning in here uh so the padres they lost three to two nick martinez he got the start for the padres and I went back. I'm, I'm going to probably rewatch the game again 
because I wasn't watching the first part of the game live. I was in class. Then when I got home, I, I was watching the first part of the game. I'll probably go rewatch the game again later tonight. Uh, but Nick Martinez, from what I saw from him, just watching back, it looked like he was rushed at times because of the pitch clock, 15 seconds that he has, only 15 seconds once he gets that ball back to go deliver the next pitch, 20 seconds with the guy on base. So it felt like he was rushed. And I believe he said that to the media after the game. I can play some of those comments and will uh, a little bit later. But I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, I'm more interested in seeing what the starting pitchers are going to look like when they go four innings, they go five innings, six innings, maybe if they get up to that point in spring training, to see like how much of an impact this pitch clock has on the starters, like endurance-wise. Because I know you're professional athletes, right? You're not supposed to get tired, but it is different. Like This is the first year that they're going to be dealing with this, right? And so how are starting pitchers going to feel in the fifth, the sixth inning in these games? And they still have to pitch every 15. They have to, they only have 15 seconds. You know, they still have to go through that just like they did in the first inning. It's one thing to do it in the first couple innings and be able to get the ball back and go. But what if you want to break? What if you want to take a few deep breaths? Well, you can't do that. You have 15 seconds unless you want to have a pitching coach come out or have, you know, Manny or someone else come to the to the mound and that costs you a mound visit or you want to get on the rubber, disengage from the rubber, or you just want to take a ball and take deep breaths and you'll be behind 1-0 in the count. So I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, but from the guys that we saw today, the main three guys, there were some other guys that pitched, but the main three, Nick Martinez, Jay Groom, Ryan Weathers, I was encouraged by what I saw. I mean, Martinez, he did give up that gapper. Um, he is going to have three starts before the WBC. I believe he's starting March 12th against Mexico. I saw that in the Union Tribune from Kevin AC just before I came on here. So there's some news there. Uh, but, I mean, it looked like his mechanics were good. He was healthy, right, uh, at the beginnings. But there's not a whole lot to talk, take away from Martinez. I was more interested in seeing Weathers and Jay Groom pitch. Because I had not seen Jay Groom pitch before because he's been in the minor leagues. He wasn't with, with the Padres in spring training last year. And Ryan Weathers, I haven't seen this version of Ryan Weathers pitch before, right? So it was two, it was kind of two new guys. Weathers, I've seen pitch plenty of times, but we saw last year the numbers in El Paso were not good. And he was coming into spring training with a new windup over the head overhead. And I saw on social media that he was hitting like 97 on the gun. I don't think they were showing that on the Valley Sports San Diego broadcast. By the way, it was good to see Don and Mud back. That was great. Um, but if he was hitting upper 90s, if that was true, that was great. I mean, that's great to see. And he's over the top. He uh, he was telling reporters that the over-the-top windup for him, he, it just feels better for him. And he can be more consistent with pitch location. He'll have just better rhythm on the mound. And hey, if that's the case, then yeah, go ahead. Do the over-the-head motion. I'm totally fine with that. Whatever works. And just watching, like if you didn't watch this game, I encourage you to go back if you have the ability to do so, or if you're watching on replay or something, or if you were watching the game, you probably did notice that I think Ryan Weathers had some zip on the ball, zip on that fastball. 
I thought he was leaving some breaking balls over the middle of the plate. But again, it's the first start for these guys in spring training. I'm not going to sit here and overreact to the first spring training game, but these are just some takeaways that I had from today's game. Uh, Jay Groom, lefty, tall. Uh, it's it seemed like that ball. If I was in the box, if I was in the box, that ball gets on me quick. That's what it looked like on TV. Like that ball gets on batters quick. Um, and I thought he looked pretty good too. He got I think two innings of work in. Here I'll go through the line. So Martinez two innings, three hits, no runs, no walks. Obviously the no walk thing is is big. Uh, Weathers two innings, three runs, three hits. No earned runs, no walks, three strikeouts. Martinez had four strikeouts. Uh, Jay Groom, an inning and two-thirds, two hits, no runs, one walk, two strikeouts. And then uh, Sanchez, Contreras, Cosgrove, they threw as well. But the, again, the three guys that I was interested in, most Padres fans were probably interested in, Nick Martinez, Ryan Weathers, Jay Groom. And with Weathers, don't have the three runs. If you weren't watching the game, don't see the three runs and get, you know, let that say, oh, Ryan Weathers, he's still the old Ryan Weathers. Like, th like that's not that's not what I saw. Uh, the three runs that he gave up were unearned. Uh, Soto had a pop-up to left field that he just totally boxed. It was right in his glove, and he just dropped it. So I'm not holding those runs against Weathers. I thought all three guys looked good. Um, on the offensive side of things, it was cool to see Xander in a Padre uniform uh, leading off there. I don't know how frequently we're going to see Xander lead off in spring training. We'll probably see it you know, more than just once here today. Uh, it'll be probably a good amount of times, but I think Bob Melvin's going to want to see Xander hit fourth a lot as well. So lead off and fourth is where you're probably going to see Xander because Soto's hitting second, Manny's hitting third. Like That's what's going to happen. When Tatis returns, even when Tatis isn't on the field and he's still suspended or it's just an off day, like Soto and Manny is the 2-3. That's that's what it is. So it's really just finding out where's Bogart's going to hit, where's Tatis going to hit. Do they want it to be consistent with Tatis leading off and Bogart's hitting fourth or the other way around? Um, so I'm interested in seeing that. Tatis did not play today. I, I don't know if he's going to get in a game this weekend, maybe on Sunday when they're, I believe, back in Peoria against the Diamondbacks. But remember, he's not going to the WBC, to, so he doesn't have to be like fully ready to face the best competition, like Manny and Cruz and Soto, guys like that, Kim, that are going to the WBC. That's why you, you saw a lot of, of the big guys in the lineup um, getting those at-bats because they want to be ready to face the best talent in the world in the WBC here in a couple weeks, right? Um, but Tatis, there's the WBC he's not going to, so he doesn't have to be ready for that. And he's suspended for the first 20 games still. So he doesn't have to be ready on March 30th on opening day for the Rockies. He has to be ready April 21st. I think that's the first game that he's available for uh, after the suspension when the Padres, I believe, are in Arizona at Chase Field to face the Diamondbacks. That's when he has to be ready. So the Padres, they don't want to rush this guy into things. Remember, Fernando's wrist, it's not feeling, I don't think it's feeling 100% right now, at least according to him. His shoulder is 100%, but the wrist is kind of what is lagging behind a little bit there. 
because I think that's what his last surgery was. Like they wanted a central screw in that wrist. So it's still not fully healed. And the Padres, they don't want to throw Fernando out there and have him, you know, go stealing second base and going head first into second base in a spring training game, right? They want to make sure, okay, dude, slide. I mean, maybe he'll go head first sometimes, but they probably want to say, hey, let's do some base running here where you consciously are going into second base, sliding feet first. You're going into third, going into home, sliding, right? Uh, let's see you in a controlled environment, dive back to first base on pickoff with, with that wrist and the shoulder, right? Let's see you dive for balls in a controlled environment out in the outfield on the backfield. It's like stuff like that. I, I think that's what they're waiting on before they have Fernando go play in games. Uh, but Manny, he had two hits today. I think both were to left. Soto had a hit. Now there's no shift. So maybe that hit up the middle that Soto had, I think it was his first at bat, then he walked. It's going to be like a guarantee he was going to get a walk today. Uh, but the single, maybe that wouldn't have been a single last year if the shift, or during the regular season last year, maybe the shift would have been in play, right? But there's no shift. Um, someone can play up the middle. They just have to be on one side of the bag. But they were playing normal positions, third, short, second, first, just normally where those guys play. So it wasn't that um it wasn't that like big of a deal really. Like it just if that makes sense. Like the shift I didn't really recognize the shift going away because guys were just playing where they're supposed to be playing. Right. That's what I mean by not a big deal. Um what else? Bogarts he almost hit a home run in that first at bat. Uh Manny, he was the first he made history. He was the first automatic strike call because he wasn't ready in the box you have to be ready i think looking at the pitcher when there's eight seconds left on the pitch clock and there were 50 remember there's 15 seconds with no one on base for the pitcher to deliver the pitch and 20 seconds with guys on base with someone on base the batter i think they have to be i don't think it changes like if there's a runner on base i think they still have to be ready by eight seconds left if there's no one on base, they have to be ready by eight seconds left. And there was a time where Manny, was it his first at-bat? I think it was, where the umpire called time. And I guess according to Manny post-game, he said that the umpire said, you got two seconds, two seconds, let's go. And before he knew it, time was called. And I guess the umpire pointed at home plate, like signaling that's a strike because Manny wasn't ready. So that's interesting. Uh, Manny, I think, said on the broadcast to scan that he might be having a lot of 0-1s. Like, hitters are going to have to be ready. They're going to have to be ready for that. You know, being in the box. Maybe you don't have to be ready, but just be in the box the whole time because that's going to help you out be ready for that eight-second mark where you do have to be ready, right? Um, before we get to the pitch clock, the size and all that, the bigger bases, I didn't notice them. Um, Hassan Kim, there was the bases loaded there in the first inning, and he grounded into a double play. It's the first game of spring training. I'm not going to be overreacting to that, but obviously during the season, you know, people are going to be pointing to that if the Padres lose a game three to two like they did today. You got to capitalize on those spots. Uh, but he did redeem himself a little bit with the great relay throw. Uh, who was, was it Martinez still pitching? He gives up the gapper to right center. Zokar throws it in. He was playing center today. It wasn't Grish. He throws it in. 
Kim with the relay guns down. Who was it? Um, JP Crawford, I think, was running, rounding third. Guns him down at home, so that was cool to see. Good relay there. And Jackson Merrill, uh, he looks he looks big, um, much bigger than I remember him from past minor league games that I've seen or past spring training games that I've seen Merrill play in. Uh, so he's definitely working on that. And first at bat, he had that single kind of poking it up the middle. That was cool to see. And Bob Melvin is speaking pretty glowingly of him after the game. And, and Melvin has not had a lot of interactions with Merrill, Padres' top prospect. I think he's 19th on MLBpipeline.com on the prospect list. Uh, he was speaking really glowingly of Merrill. And Merrill has not been with Bob Melvin a lot. Merrill is, I don't know if he's only with the minor league guys right now. on Because during spring training, there's the minor league side of things. There's the major league side. So maybe he's doing minor league stuff and he's not with the major league team and he's only coming over to the major league side to play in, in these games when Manny and Bogarts and those guys are gone after two at-bats to finish the game. Uh, but he is starting tomorrow in Glendale when the White Sox uh, are playing the Padres. Seth Lugo will start that game. Uh, Tehran is starting on Sunday. I think that's all I wanted to say. Oh, Musgrove. Musgrove's throwing tomorrow. I think he said that earlier today on Ben and Woods. He's throwing on like the B game. So one of the backfields at the White Sox facility. So good luck to those White Sox batters. Um, those were my main takeaways just from guys on the field and how guys looked. Uh, now, I will get to your comments. But after this quick message here from Gaglione Bros, I wanted to get into the game time and the pitch clock. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so let's get back to the kind of rule changes. So again, the shift, I didn't really recognize a huge difference, but I'm sure we will, you know, once we see more games. Uh, in spring training, I don't know if you're shifting a lot. Like, you're just trying to get guys playing time. I don't think you really care about winning these games. Uh, bigger bases, didn't notice it. The pitch clock in the game time. So the pitch clock, I mean... It is right there, and I don't know if this is going to happen during the regular season, but it is, like, impossible to not recognize the pitch clock. It is just huge. You know the shot clock in the NBA? It's, like, that big, but it's on the screen. You know, in the NBA, they don't really show this, the, the big, the size of the shot clock that the players are looking at that's above the hoop, but they're doing that here in baseball because they have to, right? The pitchers... You don't want the shot clock to be like in a dugout and the pitchers, as they're on the mound, they have to peer over and look at their dugout for the, the clock. You got to, you want to have it right there. And so we're going to see it. So maybe during the season, it's not going to be that big or it's not going to be on the TV screen. Maybe it'll be, I don't know where it would be. Maybe it, like, let's say it's at Petco and the clock will be not on the field, but it'll be like, where the suites are like you look 
dead center. There's a big clock there or by the broadcast booth, and the pitcher can see that. There's no one blocking that. It's huge. You can't avoid you can't avoid it. So like pitchers, maybe they could see it that way, and people on TV wouldn't see the clock. But the clock is big. It's there, and you're watching it count down, and it's like, all right, Nick, let's go. Deliver the ball, Ryan Weathers. Let's go. Deliver it, Jay. Let's go. Pitch. We knew that they were going to deliver the ball, but it, you're just sitting there. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We don't want a ball being called here. And it's a spring training game. It doesn't matter. But it was just weird seeing that for the first time. Um, I knew that the clock was going to be there going into the game, but I, I didn't know what it was going to look like. You know, because the clock the Padres were using during bullpen sessions that I was seeing online it looked different than the clock that they used today. So that's going to definitely take some time to get used to there. Uh, I think, like I said earlier, I think Nick Martinez, sometimes pitchers like him were rushed today, but it's their first time dealing with it in an actual big league game. I know it's a spring training game, but the first time in a game, it's not like a bullpen session or a backfield game, right? There's umpires there. So it's the first time. I'm not going to be worried about pitchers like this. They'll adjust to it. The batters will adjust to their rule, right? Being in there with eight seconds left, got to be ready to go. Uh, but as a fan, I loved it. I mean, the time of the game today was two hours and 29 minutes. And yeah, it was only three to two, but that was with, I believe, a bottom of the ninth plate. So two hours, 29 minutes. I know some people, some fans, they're like, no, I like going to the ballpark. And part of it is being able, being able to have a conversation with people that you're sitting next to and being able to enjoy a three, four-hour game. Like, that's just part of it on the weekend. But we know that a lot of people have jobs and they have to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning or even before that or 7 a.m. or whatever. And it will definitely make a difference that they get a half hour shaved off. Maybe. I'm not saying that it's going to be two and a half hour game times every game, but I, I liked it. I, it's only one game, and maybe my thoughts will change on it, but it's not like you can watch the... It's not like last season or previous seasons where you could watch the pitch, you watch the game, and then you could have a, conver a little conversation between pitches, and then they'll deliver the pitch, and you can do the same thing. I was watching the clock, like right when Weathers or whoever was pitching through the pitch, like you're watching the clock, you're ready for that next pitch to come. Like it, it was, it felt like it was really sped up. Some players didn't feel like they felt a difference. Like Manny, I think post game was saying he didn't really feel that much of a difference, but Bob Melvin was saying it felt really fast at the beginning. Uh, and Nick Martinez kind of said the same thing. So some people are really feeling it. Some people aren't. It's just part of the game if you don't like the pitch clock. I mean, I've obviously, I would like to hear your thoughts on that and why you don't. Uh, I think it can only help. I mean, having two and a half hour games, it's not like these games are seven innings and you're totally changing like the format of baseball. You're just cutting off some of the dead time, right? And like I said earlier with the starting pitchers, I'd be, I'm going to be interested in seeing the effect of these starting pitchers when it's the fifth, the sixth inning and Blake Snell's on the mound if he gets through five, uh, or you Darvish is on the mound, and they have to continue to work fast every 15 seconds, deliver the pitch. They have to continue working when 
they probably want a couple breaths because they're trying to go all out, right? Relievers, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. Or maybe it will be because they're going to be going 110% every pitch. And starters maybe won't be. But um, I liked what I saw today from the pitch clock and those changes. Two hours and 29 minutes for the game time. Uh, I see Pedro here. He's coming on. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, enjoyed you uh, with John and Jim earlier. I kind of hinted yeah. to them that you were doing this, and, and now they're kind of on the bandwagon. They're, they're copying you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I started that, and then yeah, yeah. I, I think they realized that, oh, yeah, we can have people on the show. Yeah, I, I wanted to do that last season, but yeah. I guess oh, I, just no. got, I just got caught up in doing oh. my own thing. But, yeah, yeah go so ahead. Cool. Like, you could get the live – I guess they did their own version of it uh, – I forget the name of it, but I wanted to kind of mention on the shot clock or the pitch clock. I've been calling the shot clock because a lot of the guys on the radio, they're, they're saying, well, base or football or basketball are two hours and change. So what's the difference? But baseball, you know, it's, I don't know, it's meant to be, in my opinion, I don't know, maybe I'm showing my age with the gray hairs, but it's like meant to be like at a slower pace. You know, you can get your drinks or your, you know, whatnot in the state. My point was, you know, say I live in Temecula and I, I'm not a season ticket holder, so I have to cherry pick my games. And if I go to the game and even the nosebleeds, like I've, I've kind of sat everywhere at Petco. So it's not it's not really the price, but say I'm one game, I guess one of Soto's uh, post week when the Giants beat us one zip and Soto yeah. ran into the wall and jury kind of slid in. I went to that game with the kids and everyone and it was last minute we're like hey let's go check because we kind of got we got bummed out that tatis was you know suspended we're like well yeah. minus we'll go check out so but those tickets were like 350 plus for four or five of us and then you know you buy the jerseys or whatever so the smart people go to target walmart or the mall uh but if you go to if you're like kind of not thinking and then you're like well let me buy something at this at the team store those things are a little uh, higher than the, you know, the mall and whatnot, or even on the Fanatics website. So that's my thing. I'm like, you know, you're kind of, you're spending, you know, if, if you're on a budget, you, you might be smarter, but like, say you're like, you're, you kind of get enthused with the whole uh, environment and you're like, well, let's spend 500 on the credit card or, or plus and the food and drinks uh, go up. I, I just think it's like kind of, you know, I could see the both pros and cons, like the players maybe get better rest faster. Uh, but like as the as the fan, you're kind of you do feel rushed because like I've, I've been we live in, like you said, in Lake uh, Temecula. We go to the Lake Elsinore games a lot and it does. It feels like the games go by that much quicker. And over there, the games are eight to 12 bucks. So you don't mind it. But uh, that's kind of my two cents. I'm like for a major league baseball when you're spending that much money. I can understand maybe the season ticket holders you feel because you're like, it's a grind. You're like kind of right. like the players, like the whole season's a grind, but like for the guys, that's the families of four or five, or, or even if you're solo with a, a little significant other and you're cherry picking your games, you're going to spend a little bit of money there. So I, I just felt maybe it'll kind of be a, you'll grow into it and you'll like it, but I've kind of seen the Lake Elsinore games and those those games they speed up pretty quick and and Jackson Merrill he 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 uh balled up because I kind of saw a lot of his earlier games and then he got hurt with the wrist and then he came back after Woods uh and 
the other guys got traded and uh, he's the real deal. Like he would easily be in AAA this year if it wasn't, he would have probably already went to San Antonio and Fort Wayne, but, uh, but he's the real deal. I don't think they should rush him, but Hey, maybe if they want to kind of do what they do with Abrams and we need a, like a spark plug, something happens, you know, knock on wood, maybe they'll toss him in there, but I just want to, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, Merrill's playing time in spring training because he's going to get a lot of it because of the WBC yeah. guys being gone. Yeah. I think that can only help him. I mean, he started the season if... in Double A, yeah. and so maybe he'll get the Triple A by the end of the year. But okay. uh, I, I don't see him making the big leagues this year. I think at the end of next year, maybe that yeah. feels like like the best case scenario. But I'm yeah. loving what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, if I remember right. He led the league, the whatever they, they call the California League, yeah, uh, in steals, and he was hurt hurt half the season. If I, I don't know if I'm thinking of the right player, but I think he he had like almost like seventy some steals uh, in the Cal League there. But uh, I don't, I, I could be mistaken. But go and show, the, do the Cal the Cal League has the new rule yeah. changes, right? They're doing because they did yeah it they first. did it last year. That's yeah. why. So even like last year, we'd be eating our food or whatever, and we're like, well, what happened? In the, right. But their clock was like uh, towards the back of the outfield, so it, it okay. was tiny. But yeah. uh, you'd be doing something, talking to each other, and you're like, "Well, wh- why did he get a? Why is this count two zero already?" Or you know, so like it takes like a little adjustment, and you're kind of, I guess, you kind of pay attention. Like some people, yeah, like fans got to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. got to stay engaged. Where other times you're BSing, and you know, you're talking to your season ticket neighbors there, or or whatever. Uh, but it's it's like I personally don't like it in the in the big leagues just because you're there for the environment. You know, you're it takes even if you're a season ticket holder, you got to Uber or, or whatever you got to do. You got to uh, park for, for 30, 40 bucks at the convention center or, or wherever you're parking closer. It's a little more pricier, but that's my two cents. I just want to kind of like from, I guess, uh, a pain adult with children. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know that's kind of where I left it at, but it's it's kind of it'll be fun to see how it kind of progresses throughout the season. But I'll let you go, guys. Yeah, thank you, Pedro. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think some families, yeah, like some might feel rushed. Some might be like, "Wow, why is it going so fast?" Or maybe some, you know, they're not realizing all the rule changes that are happening, and so because because they don't follow the game, maybe like every day, like some people do. Uh, but though, though I think most will get used to it and cause it's still baseball is still being played. It's not like it's a different game. It's not like they're shortening the game. Um, they're just shortening how much time it takes to play nine innings. It's still nine innings and they're just trying to cut the dead time in the game. Right. You, you don't, you don't see, uh, people complaining much about, NFL dead time in between plays, right? Or college football or whatever, because there's a clock, right? You got to get the play in and you got to do it in a certain amount of time. This is what that is for Major League Baseball. Um, And so I'm excited to see this progress. Um, I see Blue here in the stream. What's up, man? What do you think? Did you watch the game today? What did you think? I did. I did watch a little bit of it. I kind of stopped after like. Merle was out of there, so I was kind of yeah. like, whatever. But um, I did catch the pitch timer, and I thought it was really interesting. The thing that I caught, but the thing that caught my attention the most was the fact that I think that pitchers are going to have to pick their pitches 
you know, faster. And I think that that changes the bat a lot, you know, because I, I saw Nick Martinez going out there, obviously. And as soon as he got the ball back, you know, he already has to go straight back to the mound and already has to think of the next pitch. There's no time to, you know, really think out there. So well, that's why that's why they're using the pitchers have the pitch calm this um, year, too. Yeah. I don't I don't know if all of them are using it or if Martinez used it today. I did notice that the Padres used it this year. Yeah. I'm not, they I didn't use it last year though, right? No, because they didn't have it last year. I don't think they had that that ability, but there's only one of them, I think, available right now. I think that's what I was reading earlier oh, in the week. And so they're doing the pitch calm, telling the catcher what they want to throw, and that can speed it up. Yeah. Because if let's say there wasn't the pitcher having the pitch calm and it was like last year and Luis Camposano is calling for a slider or a changeup and Nick wants to throw a fastball. Well, you just wasted two, three seconds shaking off and getting another pitch. Yeah, exactly. And that, that, might, that's crazy. that might cost you. <laughs> literally, a, a ball or strike, literally. Exactly. And you saw my Manny Machado. I think he got called for a strike yeah. because he had the eight-second violation yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So for him to say he didn't really notice it, it's kind of like, well, he kind of probably did because you're you're late on one, one strike. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. But I think, like, I, I kind of thought maybe the 15, 20 seconds was a little too quick. I'm not sure. I think, like, the pitch like, clock is good because I do think, like, I do understand the point that he made. Like, some families, that if they go once or twice a year, they want a full experience and, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, baseball does need to be faster. And, you're and yeah, you made good points about football. You know, they have a clock, so they're not mm. – no one cares about – the dead time because they're playing on their own time anyways. They're only killing their own time at the end of the day. So I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I think people will get used to it though. Pitchers will get used to it, hopefully. Um, and I just think it will bring better matchups, better baseball. I, I think it might bring more mistake pitches though. I think pitchers might yeah. rush it and they might be like, Oh, I need to come up with this pitch now. And you know, they might yank or on the pitch. other side, maybe there's people, there's pitchers that are just lost up on the mound, and yeah. they're like, "Well, I can't think about this now." No, yeah, so they I'm, might I'm need gonna, seconds. I'm just gonna like, throw. Or and, sometimes having that time limit clock in your head gets to you mentally, like just that knowing, like, "Okay, I need to go. I need to go. I need to go." Some pitchers want to get in their own zone, and like you know, even like Juan Soto, like I feel like it might affect him in a way because he likes pacing, he likes controlling the pace right. at the right. plate. You know, he stalls in there a little bit because he likes controlling the pace. And I think um, it's interesting for pitchers, too, because there's a lot of pitchers that like to control the pace, but they really can't. They have no control. Yeah. So I with think it's going to affect them a lot. With Snell, like, because we we know he has gotten in his head in the past. Whenever <laughs> oh, he's God. walking, the base is loaded and just walking yeah. every freaking battery faces, like, he gets in his head. So this could help. It's like, okay, I just walked a guy. I have to go pitch now. I Go, 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 yeah. go. Don't. Don't be sitting there, you know, waiting on the mound. No, you got to pitch. So maybe that'll help, and he'll just start, you know, I'm just going to pound the zone here, and he won't walk as many people. Oh, yeah, we all know Snell's on best. Track, you know? Oh, yeah, because Snell's the best when he's obviously throwing strikes, and yeah. it's, just, it's just fastball slider combo with his curveball that – as long as he's throwing it for a strike, and as long like that's when we get the best version of Snell. We all know he does. He eats innings, or not eats innings, but we all know sometimes he'll give us his five innings, no runs, yeah, hundred pitches though, like five heart attacks, you know, like whatever. And how long did it take to get through those five innings? You know, <laughs> it's a six forty game, and it's like nine o'clock, and he's exactly. just getting out of the game. 
See, so, that's, that's no, the problem yeah. here. Yeah, but it's gonna be interesting, like you said. Like pitchers gonna adjust at such a late point of some of their careers. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting for some of them. You know, pitchers like Kenley Jansen, who's been doing it forever, they've been like, Bruh. like spending two decades doing their own time, and now all exactly. of a sudden they have to deliver the ball in fifteen seconds. Yeah. So I get that aspect of it. Like it sucks for them, but it's a learning curve, and I I like what MLB is doing. They're trying things. At the very least, they're trying. Can we at least give them props for trying? Like. I can yeah. get a processor trying to make it faster. Like if it brings more people into watching baseball, then it's a win. So yeah, and I don't know how many people it's gonna bring in to watch baseball. I think if you like baseball, you like it. If you don't, you probably don't. I don't know how much of a difference like <laughs> fans that don't pay attention to baseball, they're gonna be like, oh, it's two and a half hour games, not three hours now. I, I need. To I guess we'll just see like, how. I don't know. Like, I don't know about that. I, I just think it's gonna help the casual fan be like, I'm going to watch more games. I'm not staying up till 1030 at night. It's 945 and I can go to bed. You know, it's also things just like that. to tune in though. Like if you're just watching a game and this is on TV and you're looking over most of the time, they're kind of like in between pitches. They're not even really doing the action. So you're just like looking over every once in a while and you just see the pitcher or batter just kind of taking the swings and then you just go back to doing what you're doing. But, you know, now that you're like, like every time you turn around, it's probably going to be a pitch. <laughs> so, yeah, because every time I was looking down, like for a second, I swear I look up and a couple seconds later, it's like they're both already in the box and already ready to pitch. It doesn't look, it looked like Martinez was mostly pitching with like five seconds left, anyways. Yeah, well, there there were some times where the pace was so good, like there were seven, eight seconds left on the clock. Yeah, there was a lot of time And they, they were just going, going, going. I think Martinez sometimes was pitching like that. Like, maybe he felt rushed or he was like, oh, man, I right when I get the ball back, I have to go pitch. <laughs> yeah. And maybe a few starts down the road, he'll be like, okay, I'm going to – I can set here. I'm going to look at the clock. There's not uh, – It's I'm not as rushed as I feel like I am – I feel like I was – in the first start today, like Snell, you put him on the, the rubber the first time around, uh, he's gonna feel really rushed, yeah. And, but then they'll calm down, I think, as yeah. they have more experience with this. It's definitely gonna be important for Snell to get spring training reps, like very yes. important. And like, obviously, it's important for everyone, but Snell, like, dude, Snell, he has to, for himself, he has to have a good year. And I heard like someone say this about Hater. I know Hater's contract is expiring next year. We want Hater to play so well, so, so good that he can't even sign with us. Like, his contract is going to be so, like, you know. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even thinking Hater's going to come back next year. No, but same thing with oh, Snell yeah. is what I'm saying, you know. We yeah, want yeah, yeah. Snell to do so well that he gets a contract that's worth yeah, big money. I, I care about winning this would, year. Yeah, like, we, can replace, we can replace him. Yeah. We have Suarez as the closer. So, and the bullpen is, it's deep this year. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm hoping we can get something out of Pomerantz, uh, but having Hater, Suarez, Garcia, more. I, mean, I love Tim Hill. Hill. I'm a big Tim Hill. Fan yeah, always. Hill. Yeah, I mean having that from the left side, and then all the depth options that they have. Some of those guys are going to work out, and someone someone's yeah. gonna end up in the pen and really help. You know, Lugo might end up in the pen if he doesn't work out as a starter. It'll make the bullpen stronger. Because, do you know, like, I, I know they said that Cole Hamels isn't getting spring training starts. Yeah. So, at the beginning of the season, where do you think he would end up being on the roster? He, beginning of the year, he's going to be extended spring training. So, he's not okay. going to be in El Paso or anything. He's still going to be in Peoria. And I think that's when he's just going to start pitching to hitters. Because okay. they want it to be a controlled environment. They don't even want it to be a minor league game where 
he has to stay out there if he sucks. Like they want it yeah, to be okay. very controlled pitch clock, sense. just everything, just That's very cool. controlled. Uh, you know, you can leave after facing five batters, just little stuff like that. Yeah, and then yeah. once he gets more under his belt, then they'll put him in the minors, see how he does. If they need him, then they'll bring him up like that. That's, that's big. That's then what too. it feels like the plan is because right now we still have. A, I know we plan to go on a six man, but right now it's a five man. Oh no! Now right it's now it's six. Right now, now it's six. Man. It was Mike. It was uh, Waka. Yeah. My yeah. bad. It was Waka. But that would be interesting. Like, see how Seth Lugo does. Hypothetically, like if Seth Lugo does well, hopefully he does well. But and if Cole Hamels is ready. I mean, it's a good problem to have, you know. You always very want to good have, problem. Yeah. You, you always want pitching depth, and I think that's the right. Mike, Michael Walker was big because then it's a different. You don't want three end pitchers that you have question marks about. Yeah, and then there's there's Chris Matt, there's Groom. I liked what I saw out of Groom. There's Weathers. I think he's going to be improved this yeah, year. Weathers pitched today. He actually looked pretty well. I mean, some pitchers were in the middle. Yeah, but uh, like, but like you know. <laughs> it's the first outing, and it's the new windup. I just yeah. I thought. He had really good velocity today. I don't think there was yeah. a radar gun, but there was very, very good velocity there. Good velo. Um, oh yeah. Any anything else? Did you like you like what you saw from Xander and Manny? It was cool. They got they got on baseball at times. I like that a lot. I mean, it sucked kind of awesome campgrounds to the play, but yeah. I don't even think he'd be hitting there either way. So, you know, we'd have Cronenworth up there or something. Yeah. Basically, the opportunity. But no, it's yeah. cool. Soto needs to get more reps to left field. He made that error kind of embarrassing. But it is what it is. to get his reps right to him too. Holy That's the God. thing. It's not like it's not like Tatis where like oh Tatis barely gets any reps in outfield. And Soto has also played left field at one point. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. No, no, I'm not worried about it too. He just needs to get more reps, and it is what it is. But you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully he gets that out of the way now, not during the season. Definitely. Cool. All right. Thanks for joining, man. Okay, man. Have a good one. Yep. You too. All right. So. Where else should I touch on here? I mean, because the pitch clock, the pitch clock's the story, right? Like, it, it's the story today. Because if you were watching that game, you noticed the difference. You noticed, holy cow, there's a huge clock right on that screen. 15, 14, 13, you noticed it. Uh, and some guys were rushed, right? The bigger bases didn't notice it. Let me check in the chat here if you guys had any other takes on this that i didn't think of if you want to join the show click that link that's in the live chat it's pinned in the comment section oh you know says love the pace of the game keeps you engaged the entire time uh mills with the question why wasn't crony playing that was it was just scheduled there's nothing wrong with him he was sick for a few days um he's not a wbc guy he'll get plenty of time when manny and bogarts and kim Guys like that, Cruz, they're playing in the World Baseball Classic. So he'll play tomorrow. He'll be one of the main guys that are playing on the road tomorrow. Not a big deal. That was just scheduled. Just like Tatis not playing was scheduled. Grisham not playing was scheduled. He's another non-WBC guy. So don't worry about that. Francisco says Jackson Merrill needs to be on opening day. Opening day roster? That's too soon. He hasn't even gotten a double A yet. That's probably where he's going to start the year. I, I love what I'm seeing out of him, but yeah, I, I agree with this guy here. Jackson Merrill on the roster next year. I think that's probably what we're going to see tomorrow. 
or excuse me, next year. I think we'll probably see Merrill on the team end of next year, second half of next year. Maybe it's a Tatis thing where he forces the Padres' hand and he's on the opening day roster at the beginning of next year, but I think that's that's a little too fast, in my opinion. But yeah, he's going to get a lot of playing time this spring. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Aaron says, are you planning to cover the Padres players in the WBC? Yeah, of course, on this channel. Yeah, I'll cover them. And then on my other channel, I'll probably have um, just general WBC stuff going up. Baseball struck that YouTube channel. Um, You can subscribe to that. That's just daily MLB stuff. I include some Padres stuff on there, but obviously most of it's here. But yeah, definitely covering them. I'll be watching the games. I'm I'm going to be rooting for Team USA. They have Nick Martinez on the team, so I feel a little bit better about doing that. You know, with no Padres would have been weird. But this is like the World Cup for baseball, right? So I feel weird not rooting for Team USA, like if I was going to not root. I know some people are like Team DR all the way because, you know, half the team it feels like are Padres. And I understand those people doing that. But I've never been there. I... I'm rooting for Nick Martinez. You know, I still have, I wear the Team USA WBC hat from 2017 all the time. I I love that tournament. Soto needs a lot of reps. Yeah, I mean, he'll get a lot of reps in left. I think he wants those reps as well. That's a guy I'm not worried about in left field. I mean, He'll get the reps necessary. He doesn't have to cover a ton of ground at Petco and left. And you have Grisham in center. Tatis, when he comes back and right. like I'm not worried about Soto defensively. We know what we're going to get there. And he seems like someone that is going to put in the work to improve. So I'm not worried about him. Uh, seventh inning stretch says, I think the pitch clock was interesting. Pitchers had to pick their pitches a lot faster. Couldn't really think too much about it. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Preston said, I would trade Kim now after seeing Merrill. That guy looks like he's been in the bigs his whole life. Well, I I think we're overreacting a little bit to one game. First time seeing Merrill. Merrill, he's very talented. Uh, but he's also young, and Merrill's not going to be in the big leagues on opening day. You're not you're not trading Kim for just because you know of today of what we saw from Jackson Merrill today, and because Kim grounded into a double play. Like 
Kim's still the starting second baseman. Okay, I wanted to get to some of what the players had to say today after they finished getting their work in, reacting to the new rules. First game of spring training, there's a lot to talk about. So here is Nick Martinez on the pitch clock, how he felt. How was that? Fun. Um, fast. <laughs> did you feel it yeah yeah i definitely felt it what about um, what was the experience? just very conscious of it you know i mean before i wasn't but i don't i worked fast already i feel like but there are times um in my innings where i like to slow things down and i didn't really get that opportunity um so it'll be a little tricky um we've got to find areas to kind of save some time so that i can use some time some personal time when i need it um other than that um today the way to kind of alleviate that time or the, the the pressure of the time was to was having the pitch comp with me where you know mo for the majority of the time uh campy was calling the game but if i had kind of like an inkling or like a pitch that kind of stood out for me to use i just just pressed it um, that's interesting so the catcher is still calling the game most of the time at least for martinez but if martinez you know he's feeling something there and they don't want to use a mound visit then that's when martinez will start taking it in, into his hands and call the game. That's that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Like the pitchers, they're they're seeing maybe how uncomfortable the batter is, or they're seeing stuff from a different angle. They they know what the umpire maybe is looking for. If the umpire has said something to them, so it, it does make sense. I mean, you want the pitcher to be focused in on the pitch he's throwing and giving that full effort on every pitch. You don't want them having to be like oh okay well now i have to figure out what pitch i want to throw so i think it's smart to have the catcher call it but you know if joe musgrove i think he was saying this on the radio the other day or in an interview somewhere i forget where it was sorry he was talking about how well if i have a good feel for a pitch that's where i'll step in and i'll use it and that, that's what it seems like is what pitchers are going to be doing now um i didn't wait you know for him to call it i was like okay i want this one how many times do that I did it a few times where right after the pitch, we called it. And then he also was right there, like, you know, he was quick with it, too, where something popped out on him. He saw a pitch that we can definitely, you know, is open to us. And before I even got on the rubber, he pressed it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's let's rock and roll. So that, that things like that can help uh, uh, with the time. And so i um, got to kind of search for other ways I can give myself more time. What's it like when you're? There was no, there was one, one from the stretch where um, I saw it got down. I was like, okay, I gotta come set, and then I gotta throw, so um, or pick, um, depending on the situation, or yeah, pick or disengage. Um, there was, I think, one or two times where I felt like I felt a little rushed, and so kind of strategic to either pick or step off or throw the pitch or whatever. But you've always picked tempo though. Like yeah. Yeah, but there are times where I like to kind of, you know, slow the game down. And, and so that'll be interesting. Um, and th those happen more in the season, obviously, because there's more on the line. Uh, and there's there's definitely ways for this game to kind of like, you know, you can snake some runs. Yeah. All right. So that is Nick Martinez. That was part of it. Uh, and he, he also said to the media that he thought Luis Camposano did a really good job today with him behind the plate. So... 
That was the first starter. Thought Nick Martinez looked pretty good. Now, how about Ryan Weathers? Ryan Weathers, this is him after the game. He was using the pitch comm as well, uh, talking about his new windup as well. I thought he looked good. I mean, the velo was there. I, I like what I'm seeing. I mean, it's one outing, so we'll see, you know, when he gets more built up. But here's Ryan after the game. It was good to see some of those swings, like to tell me, give me some feedback. Um, slider will get there location-wise, you know, the one to four, the one I threw one, I want to throw oh and then the second one was a little bit the one off the plate. Uh, but other than that, very productive outing. Did you notice anything? Like, what did the pitch timer feel like? Pitch timer, I always work quick. So, honestly, to me, it felt like it was, like, great just getting to actually just work at a quick pace. Um, yeah, I always like getting out there and getting off the mound quick. Did you feel like you were able to work quicker because the hitters had to be in the box? Yeah, definitely. That's what we were talking about at the beginning of the game in the bullpen. Just, like, most time, you you know, you hear the walk-up song, and, like, they get to kind of walk around. But today, it was like they were in there quick. And, you know, especially the, the whole outing, I felt like I was in rhythm the whole time. So the more they had to go, keep going, the more I felt like in control they would be when they stepped in the box. How'd you feel with the new windup? Felt really good. It felt a good rhythm. I had a good rhythm today. Um, fastball was really jumpy. Changeup had some good depth to it. Um, so yeah, no complaints. Did you use pitchcom after Nick did? Yeah, we. I use pitchcom. It's a little different. Uh, every time, so on our we had ours on the bell, and I had mine right here. And every time my elbow would hit, as I was throwing the pitch, it'd say like screwball or curveball or cutter. So I'm like, and me and Campy, that's why we started laughing, is every time my elbow would hit, it'd say some random pitch in our head. So it was funny. Hit it as you were. Yeah, as, as when I was when I was coming down, my elbow kept nicking the button every time. And it would hit, say like, I threw one. I think it was when I threw it, it was a fastball up, and it said screwball. And I was like, I'm not Honeywell, so I don't throw a screwball. But. That's funny. So as Weathers is throwing because of his windup, it hits the pitch comm because of where he had it. And it's just telling random pitches to Campy in his ear as he's trying to catch the ball. So maybe Weathers should find somewhere else to put it. Uh, let's see here. This is Manny. Because <laughs> he was called for the, the, uh, the automatic strike, the pitch clock violation. I mean, I... That time came by quick. That kind of, that time came by quick, and uh, uh, it's definitely something that we're gonna have to get used to. You know, it kind of takes away your routine. Uh, you know, just your your presence of being up there and kind of um, you know lot, like zoning in before before my pitch. So it's look, that's a good point by Manny. How it kind of takes batters out of their routine. Guys like Manny, guys like Bryce Harper. Oh, I, I I mean, Bryce totally sticks out to me. I mean, Bryce, because uh, he was my favorite player, one of my favorite players growing up, um, beyond Padres players. And he does his, you know, bat tap thing, his, his bat tap. He gets, you know, he, he takes kind of like a half swing, gets into the box, does the bat taps. It's like he, he probably has to shorten that now. Maybe it's not bat tap on the outside part of the plate, bat tap on the inside part back on the outside part, and then to his toe, and then up. Maybe it's just make sure he can cover the outside part of the plate, tap there, tap his foot, and then get ready. Like, that's, that's they, they're going to have to change some of their routines. Like, that's just the way it is. But it, it's both ways. Batters are going to have to speed up, be ready. But pitchers are also going to have to speed up, right? Kenley Jansen, he's going to have to speed up. Darvish. 
probably is going to have to speed up a little bit, right? Snell, he's not going to be able to just go to the back of the mountain like he has sometimes and, you know, just take a big deep breath or a couple big deep breaths unless he just wants the ball being called or there's going to be a mound visit, um, you know, charged with one of those. Like, they're going to have to change the way, the way they go about things. But it's, it's the same thing for everyone. So I couldn't even do my routine. So the umpire gave me a little warning. He's like, hey, hey, you got two seconds. You got two seconds. And by the time I was already late when I got in there. So, um, yeah, it's just it's, that time, time goes by fast. Okay, where there's no walk up songs or anything like that. Just I don't even, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's fast. I mean, it's, it's, you got 30 seconds and then you have, you got to be ready by eight. So it's, yeah, it's quick. It's definitely quick. Yeah. Forget about walk up songs for real. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to be done with that. Gonna we're going to be done, huh? I mean, with 30 seconds, I think we're 50. Well, it's actually what, 30 minus what's, you got 15 seconds, 22 seconds to, you know, be up there by the time, you, by the time you even start, you know, they're probably playing some, some music up there if you get walked or something you know walking on your own road you know like <laughs> something crazy so by the time they put your music i don't even think it's gonna be, be music so i mean it's gonna be interesting to see i think uh you know going in uh going to hall of fame i guess <laughs> did, did the game feel as fast yeah. as it looked no no actually no i mean i think the quickest is just that 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 in the, like getting getting to the box is where it kind of is going to speed up guys, even pitchers, you know, like, you know, if you're down 2-0, how are you going to catch a breath to kind of lock yourself back into that at bat without, um, you know, giving, not getting penalized for it, you know? So it's the same thing going up there when you're hitting. It's, you kind of just got to get in there and go, you know, you don't really have a, a routine that you've been doing for, for, for 10, 11 years. So, um, you know, it's definitely going to be something that we're going to have to, I guess, be more, more, more open to or start working on a little bit more. I mean, that's a good point by Manny. Like, there are some guys that have been doing stuff for a decade, 11 years, and that same thing goes for the pitchers. But this could help some batters, too. Like, some batters that maybe they're in a big slump. What if Trent had this? You know how Trent takes some time in between pitches to get in the box sometimes, and he's always talking to the umpire and all that? Or maybe he's just thinking too much? Some guys might be thinking too much at the plate. And they have this same ritual that's not working, you know, or this same, I don't say ritual, same routine before every pitch. And it's like, let's just get in the box and get ready to hit. Just get in the box, get ready to hit. Don't think about stuff. Just get in the box, get ready to hit, right? Before the at-bat, think about the situation, where you're going to, where you want to hit it. Like if you, if a certain pitch, you know, let's say it's first and second, no outs, Top of the order's coming up. You want to move the runners over? All right. If I get a pitch on the outside part of the plate, I want to single the right field between first and second. You know, stuff like that. Think about it. But once you're up there, just don't think. Just go do it, right? Maybe that could help some pitchers, you know? We'll see. Uh, so Jackson Merrill, he went three for three today in his spring debut. Some people even in these in this chat is calling for Merrill to be on the opening day roster. I think that's a stretch. I know it's a stretch. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but here's Merrill after the game. Again, courtesy of 97.3 The Fan. I believe this was Sammy, Sammy Levitt, who's doing a great job there, by the way. He's been in Peoria. He's going to be in Peoria, I think, every day. Made it look easy. Hey, first game, good to have fun. Nice day out, good, good day to play baseball. 
that what it was, just playing baseball? Uh, that's just what it was to me, playing baseball with people on my team. Try to get the win. Obviously, it came with story, but spring training. Spring training for everyone. What have you gotten out of camp so far? Um, To be honest, like, not a whole lot yet. It's only just starting, but I'm hoping to just acquire more and more stuff over the over the span of it. I see maybe some infield tips from Xander, maybe some hitting tips from the new coaches, but really just still trying to learn a lot. You're going to get a lot of playing time. What is what is that kind of? Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I mean, I don't want the guys to leave, but when they do, I'm in there a lot of a lot of times. It's going to be really fun for me. What do you think this can do for you in terms of accelerating your development? I mean, I like to like think of the future sometimes, but really for me, I just try to play in the present. I don't really think ahead. I just think of where I am right now and. When it comes time for them to send me out, that's that's where they send me. There you go, Jackson Merrill. I like what I'm seeing out of him. I mean, he seems really mature, knows what he's doing. I mean, he's going to be special. Sure seems like he's going to be special. I mean, the Padres, they know their prospects, right? Like A.J. Preller, he knows his prospects. He knows the guys that he drafts. He obviously pays very close attention to them. And there was a reason why the Padres did not include Jackson Merrill in that trade for Juan Soto. If they had to, they probably would have and said, okay, you can have Merrill, but you can't have James Wood. Like it came down to Wood or Merrill. That's what it felt like. The Padres loved both of those guys, but they said, all right, we'll give you James Wood, but we're keeping Jackson Merrill. There's a reason for that. Maybe the reason ends up being that they're going to use him in a Corbin Burns trade or something like that. But I hope the reason is so that he comes up and he's a cheap contract for the team and he can end up being another young star infielder that the Padres have that could end up playing second base because Kim is a free agent after, I think, next season. And so that seems like the perfect time for Merrill to come up. And maybe they have Cronor still at first, and you have Merrill at second, Bogarts at short, or you have another infield configuration, and hopefully Manny's here long term. I know that that's thinking way down the road, but maybe that's what the Padres are hoping happens with Jackson Merrill. I mean, you look at his numbers, right? And yes, he has he has not gotten to Double A yet. I mean, I mean, he's going to. Probably start the year at double A, I would say. But he's obviously in a league of his own, it feels like, when he's, you know, facing other young prospects in the minors, like in like Elsinore. That's what it felt like. Like the home runs, he's not a huge home run hitter, but look at 2022 with Lake Elsinore, hit 325, 387 on base percentage, 869 OPS. In total, because he played, uh, looks like some, he played some rookie ball too. So high A with Lake Elsinore. And looks like some complex league, Arizona complex league, where he played better than Lake Elsinore. Uh, combined 2022, he had a 906 OPS. I mean, so he's excelling. Like this guy, how many stolen bases, Pedro, he asked. Um, it says he only had 11 last year. So maybe you're thinking of someone else. I know you said earlier that you that there was someone that led the league in stolen bases. Maybe you're thinking of, maybe that was James Wood because he was running a little bit, I think, before he got traded. 
I know he dealt with some injuries too. Or maybe it was Hassel. I don't know. Um, but look, th this guy's this guy's going to be in the big leagues within the next couple years is what it feels like. So I'm definitely excited to see him play. Here is Bob Melvin. I'm excited to see him play more in spring training is what I meant to say. Here's Bo Mel on the pace of play. I'm going to take that. I even walked over to Morgan Sword and Mike Hill, and I said, if this is going to be the pace of these games, I'm okay with this. It felt really fast at the beginning. You know, guys are looking at the clock. Manny makes history with the first infraction in Major League history. Um, another feather in his cap. But you know what? You, you, even during the course of this game, you acclimated a little bit, whether it was my signs. So, hey, first look, so far so good. Do you like the second the time? Do you like the pace at which it's being played? Or which was yeah, played today? It, I, again, like it felt really quick at the beginning. But as the game went along, like you do, you adjust some. I think as more, obviously, the longer we go along in spring training, uh, hopefully it's become second nature. I'm going to take that. All right, any more Bowmel here? Yeah, okay, here's Bowmel on Jackson Merrill. He's actually starting tomorrow, so I think Jackson Merrill's a pretty good player. You know, he's going to get a lot of time, especially when you know Kim and Bogarts go. He's actually starting tomorrow, so I mean, he does not look like a teenager, that's for sure. You had said that before you saw him play, so it wasn't like this was a big surprise for you. No, no, and you just talk, you know, you talk to him, you watch him go about his business, you watch his work ethic. You know, it's everything you want. So this guy's going to be a pretty quick mover, I think, in this organization. When you come up there, you get three hits. You get righties, lefties, you know, good at bats every time. He's this calm thinker. He's impressive. All right, let me see if there's any other relevant audio to play you. I don't think so. Okay, so we can get to the Manny stuff. Uh, is there any other comments here in the chat? We watched stuff, asked, where was Tatis? He, it was scheduled. He wasn't playing today. He's not, or at least the Padres aren't ready to have him go play in big league games. They don't want to rush it. He, he's, he doesn't have to be ready March 30th. He has to be ready April 21st. Like, that's, that's a few more weeks than March 30th, right? Because he has that suspension. So he might not get into games this weekend. If he doesn't get into any games this weekend, not a big deal. He's going to get a lot of playing time, I would think, during that period where the WBC guys are away because he's not playing in that. He would be if he wasn't suspended because he's one of the best players on the planet, but he's not playing in it because he's suspended. He can't play in the WBC. So he'll get plenty of playing time, probably alongside Jake Cronenworth, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter was another guy that didn't get in the game today. Trent Grisham, right? Um, so... You'll definitely see him. You'll 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 see plenty of Tatis. All right. So I wanted to get to the Manny Machado thing. So earlier this morning he was on Ben and Woods and he was supposed to be on. I woke up at like I usually wake up a little before six AM anyway, but I woke up, turned on Ben and Woods, and I was waiting for the Manny interview. Didn't come, didn't come, didn't come. And I guess he sat down with them, was it the second hour? I forget when. But he sat down with them, and they had the interview, and I thought it was a good interview. You should go listen to it. I don't want to play the whole thing on here because I want to respect Ben and Woods. Like, go listen to it on their platform, stuff like that. 
but Manny was like pretty much talking about how last year he could have had better numbers, maybe would have won the MVP if he would have sat out more time than he did after that ankle injury. Um, it was supposed to be like a six to eight week timeline for him to get back on the field. He only missed nine games and he was rehabbing hours and hours and hours before games. He was rehabbing hours and hours and hours before getting back on the field. Um, he drove from Arizona to LA at Dodger Stadium to keep the swelling down, right? Little things like that. He needed to be on the field. The Padres made the playoffs by what, a few games? Like he knew that he needed to be on the field, or else this Padres team would not have been on the run that they went on in 2022, even without Fernando, right? So, look, we already knew that, but that was, it was cool to see, maybe not, I don't know about cool, but it was notable to see Manny admit that. Like, yeah, I was playing on one leg. Like, that just shows how great that guy was last year. Padres fans know how great Manny was last year. We don't, I don't need to tell you how great he was last year. It's the baseball writers that weren't watching him every day, right? That they're the ones that need to be reminded of really how great Manny was and really how much he sacrificed last year when he could have just sat his butt on the bench, on the IL, uh, and recovered, right? But the Padres probably wouldn't have made the playoffs, right? So they were talking about that a little bit, talking about some other stuff, and obviously the contract stuff came up. And Ben and Woods, they gave Manny a best friends forever contract extension. And Manny signed it. And then, unprompted, it led to Manny saying maybe some more to come. Who knows? Like maybe some more contract extensions, him signing contracts, maybe more of that to come. Listen to this. Manny, thanks so much for no stopping problem. by. As Thank always, you, great luck this season. We're Appreciate looking for it, another fantastic fun year with San Diego Padres baseball. We wanted, some, we wanted some breaking news on our yeah, show. This we week, got it. Now. We just got it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, best friends You got it. Maybe some more to come. Maybe. I like that. I like that. There you go. Maybe some more to come. Who knows? That that makes me feel a little bit better, right? A little bit. A little bit better. It made me feel a little bit better when Peter Seidler was talking about how Manny is his top priority, right? Manny is my top priority. Peter said that earlier this week. That made me feel a little bit better. And then Darren Smith on the Darren Smith Show he was feeling a little bit better about it yesterday. I don't know if you guys heard that. Made me feel a little bit better. And then today, Manny dropping that in there. Didn't have to. He could have just said, thanks for having me on. And just left. Maybe some more to come. Makes me feel a little bit better. I think a deal is going to get done. But the, the 255 that was reported, who knows if that was factually correct. That was a low ball offer. 400 that Manny was asking for that that report has been shut down or at least by some people some people have said yeah that report wasn't accurate i think mlb trade rumors someone who i forget his name but someone who writes for that site who, who mlb trade rumors does not say sources say this they don't do that for clicks or stuff like that right so when they said that it's like oh okay well yeah the 400 was not correct like they're doing this because they know it's not correct so let's say manny did not ask for 400 
and he asked for 380. Maybe that's still too much for the Padres. They just have to take some time to find a middle point. Manny has already set that deadline February 16th. That has already passed, right? That was already last week. So maybe he's like, you know what? I only want to focus on baseball. I'm going to opt out. I'm going to free agency. And maybe he thinks, I want to come back to the Padres, but I'm going to go to free agency. Like, that's what I said in spring training. I set the deadline. I'm not going to go sign a contract after I set the deadline. But Joe Musgrove had a deadline last year, kept pushing it back because he wanted to be with the Padres, right? Manny said this morning on Ben and Woods, he wants to be with the Padres. He likes the Padres. I don't, I don't know if he said he wants to be with Padres. He said he enjoys the Padres, just got the home, or he said that. Like, he enjoys being with the Padres. That's what he was saying. And so I think the deadline was because he wanted the Padres to offer him something. Like, he set a deadline because he, he wants to be with the Padres. So, you know, deadlines is what makes things happen, right? If, if he didn't set a deadline, then who knows when the Padres would have offered him the first deal. And maybe it would have been mid-season, and they wouldn't have had as much time to work through things, right? But he set a deadline. They offered him something. Obviously, it wasn't good enough, but now they have time to work through it. So I think if the Padres give him $350 million, I keep saying 12 years, 350. I think that's a good deal. Sign it, both sides. I think that's good for both sides. There you go. There's the contract, right? You get more than Trey Turner, what the Padres were willing to give Trey Turner. A little less than Judge, but Judge just came off a ridiculous career year, right? 62 home runs. I think that's fair. Um, if Manny has presented that deal at some point this season or at some point during spring training, I think that he's going to take that. Or maybe he wants three, maybe he wants the same as Judge. If he wants the same as Judge, maybe it turns into 13 years, 360. What AAV would that be? 360, that would be a little less than 28 million a year. So you have the AAV under 30 mil. Maybe he wants that. He, he keeps saying he wants to play till he's 42. That's what Nelson Cruz is, right? 42, 43. So maybe he's probably willing to have more than a 10-year deal. Make it 11, 12 years. That can lower the AAV. Maybe get him a little bit more money. I think 350 works. 360 I'd be willing to do. 400 is too much. I think we can agree that 400 is a stretch there. But 360, 350, somewhere in that range, I like that. I think a deal is going to get done at some point. I don't know if it's by opening day, because he does have the WBC and all that, but I think a deal is going to get done at some point. It, it feels like Manny wants to be here. What's, what's a better place for Manny to be than with the Padres? If he wants to win and be a contender year in, year out, like Peter Seiler's a top owner in baseball right top what three owner top two owner if you just do cohen and seidler or maybe top three if you want to put middleton in there or top four he's a top four or five owner in baseball definitely if you go ask any you know good baseball fan someone who's not biased you know if you don't don't go ask a dodger fan because then they won't like seidler probably but just ask a regular baseball fan that's not doesn't have anything in it top five owner in baseball you got one of the best GMs in baseball, someone that is always trying to improve the team. The guy doesn't sleep in A.J. Preller, right? You have Tatis and Bogarts here long-term, Musgrove, Darvish here long-term, Suarez here. Like, the Padres keep making moves, Merrill coming up, keep making moves to show Manny that 
we're going to be a contender here long term. This is not a two year thing. When Soto's a free agent, everything collapses. Like, that's not what this is. That's not what the Padres' goal is here. Right? So, are you going to find this situation in Miami? No. The Mets, okay, but you want to play for the Mets? You want to go play in New York over being with the Padres in San Diego? I don't know. Maybe he does. You want to go play on the Yankees? Like, it feels like he's really comfortable here, right? I, I assure you he doesn't want to play for the Dodgers. Even if the money's there, I feel like he wouldn't. He would not do that. I think he would go tell the Padres, hey, look at what the Dodgers are offering me. Get your offer up so I don't have to seriously consider this. I don't think he would go to the Dodgers just based on all the years that he's had with the Padres and now you know hating the Dodgers and what happened last year in the postseason and how great of a moment that was and how fired up he was to beat the Dodgers. I don't think he'd go back to join them. That. I don't see that happening. I think a deal is going to get done. Pedro asked, do you think the Padres stretch negotiations like Musgrove and see if he slumps? Maybe he takes a little less than Musgrove. I don't think that's what's going to happen with Manny. Musgrove is different. Like Musgrove, he was going to be with the Padres. It felt like no matter what. Like that's what he wanted. Regardless of what the, I mean, if the Padres were going to offer him 50 mil, then probably not. But as long as the Padres gave him a respectable deal, he was willing to take significantly less. I mean, if Musgrove was going to be a free agent this offseason, this past offseason, how much would have he had gotten? Based on what other guys got, what Chris Bassett and Taiwan Walker got, right? And DeGrom got 185 when he can't stay healthy, and Musgrove does stay healthy. I'm not saying Musgrove's the better pitcher, but how much would have Musgrove got? Musgrove would have gotten more than 100, definitely, easily. So he sacrificed money. Manny? If he slumps this year, I don't think teams are going to be like, well, saw what he did in 2023. He slumped. I don't want to give him $300 million anymore. No, there, there will be teams that will be giving him double the 150 that is left on his contract after 2023. That's going to happen. So I don't think the Padres, I don't think the Padres' plan, Pedro, is to. Let's wait. Let's wait till midseason. Let's let's hope Manny's slumping in a year we're going all in. And why would we want our best player to be slumping? Let's hope he's slumping and offer him less, and maybe he'll take less because he's scared that he won't get this on the free agent market. That's not going to happen with Manny. I don't see that happening with Manny. It's you give him what he's worth or you don't, and he'll go to free agency. That's what it feels like. Uh, side question, if Bally goes under, do the Padres still keep Mud and Orsillo? Yes. Uh, Mud and Don, they don't work for Bally. They work for the Padres. So wherever the games are going to be broadcasted, they're going to be calling them. Same with Jesse and Tony. They work for the Padres. They just broadcast the games on 97.3 The Fan, Valley Sports San Diego. That's the way that works. There, I think there are some teams where the broadcasters are employees of the television network. and the team has to approve those guys of broadcasting games or the team makes the call on who broadcasts the games, but technically those people are employees of the TV network, but that's not the case here. Like Don said this morning on Ben and Woods that he works for the Padres. Like he has no idea what's going on with the Bally stuff. Don't ask him. That's what he said. All right. 
How about a little bit of a show announcement, maybe? A little bit? A little show announcement here. So, I am a huge San Diego sports fan. And this Talking Friars YouTube channel, it was obviously a Padres YouTube channel, and it will continue to be a Padres YouTube channel. I will continue to do these shows, these live streams. I love talking to you guys. But I wanted to expand it a little bit. So I figured just start small here, and I'm going to do these shows. And at the end of shows, maybe for five, ten minutes at the end, I will talk about other San Diego sports. So San Diego State, what's going on there? Because they might move to the Pac-12 or the Big 12 with expansion, even if they don't still talk about it. The Wave, they're a contender. We might get MLS. Other teams in town, right, with the Loyal. There's, there's, there's a lot of other sports in San Diego besides the Padres that I don't think gets enough coverage. So as a San Diego sports fan, not just a Padres fan, the Padres are obviously number one in the city and number one in my heart. But just as a San Diego sports fan, I want to dedicate the last part of these shows to San Diego sports. What's going on in San Diego sports? If there's any San Diego sports news, I'm not going to like force it. Like if there's nothing going on besides the Padres, I'm not going to sit and talk about the Aztecs if there's nothing going on. But if there is stuff going on, like during March Madness, I'll talk about it. The wave season, I love the wave. Huge fan of the wave. I'll talk about the wave. I don't think they get covered enough, to be honest. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and talk about that team that left us, the NFL team. That's not San Diego. But yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. We'll see what you guys think of it. I'll see how it goes. Um, so that will be an addition. So look forward to that. And you can ask questions, San Diego sports questions in general, at the end of shows or during shows. And I'll make sure to get to those questions at the end in future shows. Uh, but I just wanted to make that announcement here at the end. And so I think I'll start that during the next show. So that's it. Talking Friars episode 345. The show name is still the same. Maybe at some point I will start uploading videos of other San Diego sports, but the uh, me talking about San Diego sports and giving thoughts about other San Diego sports that are happening. But for now, just at the end of these shows, I will make that a little segment there. Um, so hopefully people will enjoy that. If not, then you can always just leave at the end. Right? I'm not. I'm not starting it off with other stuff. It's, it's still a Padres show. Um, and show name's still the same. Social media's still the same. The social media accounts will still just be Padres. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter for my other stuff, my other thoughts, at, at Ben Fadden SD. Um, or just go to Talking Friars, and you'll see my name there, and you can click that and follow. Um, so the social media will stay the same. But the show, just to end here, will be other San Diego sports. I, I think that I think that's good. I, I like to I'm gonna like expanding it a little bit. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Thank you so much for listening here. Episode 345, Talking Friars. I'll talk to you guys maybe this weekend, maybe after tomorrow's game or after Sunday's game. We'll play it kind of by ear. If something happens, I'll come on. Thank you so much for watching and listening. See ya.